Welcome to today's podcast. This is James Robertson with Workspace Real Estate. And today we're going to talk about damage in your space and who is responsible. So the question is, who's responsible for various types of damage that may occur in the course of doing business in your space? So first, I want to tell you very quickly that this is a huge area where negotiating your lease properly makes a big big difference. So let's start with an example. My client just asked me, um, his name is John. He has a video studio and he's getting a loft office space in Midtown. And he said, what happens if somebody throws a rock into my space and breaks a window? Who's responsible? Well, in general, you can follow this principle when you're looking at a lease. Anything inside the four walls is usually the responsibility of the tenant. And anything outside of those four walls we're talking about the exterior of the space, the roof, underneath the ground. That's usually the responsibility of the landlord. Now, some very savvy attorneys have made changes in leases to where they have put it a very unfair. Um, they've shifted the exposure unfairly and, in my opinion, unethically in many cases to the tenant on things like plumbing defects or things that the tenant has no control over. That's why you have to be really careful how things are worded. And it's very, very difficult to spot if you're not used to looking at leases or if you just glaze over when you see legalese. So that's why even as an attorney, even as a broker that looks at thousands of leases, I still have our attorney review to make sure we have a good set of eyes to see things and explain things that I may not understand as an expert in this business. So let me give you a few of the scenario. What if the what if a pipe burst inside the walls? Generally speaking, that's the responsibility of the landlord. And if you have your lease negotiated properly, we'll make sure that it is the responsibility of the landlord. If there's a gray area, that can be a problem because if the landlord doesn't want to fix it and you don't want to fix it. Now, all of a sudden, you got a busted pipe there. There's tons of damage, water damage everywhere. You're not comfortable in your space. And the landlord has a gun to your head with that lease because if the lease doesn't specify how things can work, they can always hold your feet to the fire by threatening you for being in default and accelerating your entire debt. And what's going to be your response, right? See you in court. That's going to be very expensive. That's that's something we need to talk about later in a different podcast on default provisions. But instead of going there, let's prevent it before it happens by making sure the lease clearly specifies who is responsible for what before you sign a deal. Let me give you another scenario. And this is really, really common with retail or flex space. What happens if your AC goes out? That's a huge deal. So if your AC goes out, I'll tell you a good landlord, a good one is going to look at who's really responsible if the tenant was told they were going to be responsible for it and they just had negligence on the AC unit. Then a, a good landlord will say, hey, listen, Joe or Bob or Mary, you know, I understand the AC went out. I know that's a $5,000 fix to $8,000 fix, but your lease clearly states here that you're responsible for it and it's not my fault you didn't get a maintenance contract. That's one way to go. Now, what I do for my clients is we make sure that we put in provisions there that specify how the AC is supposed to perform, how long it's supposed to last. We make sure we review provisions in there that govern the state of the AC when we sign a deal. We do everything possible to prevent the mechanical failure of that AC unit. And in my 10 years of doing this, I've never had a client with our provisions
I've never had an instance where an AC unit has failed because we made sure that all the steps were taken ahead of time. Now, here's the last one. How does your provisions differ between office, industrial, and retail? How does it differ? Well, let me tell you this. In office, you have usually the broadest, uh, the landlord has the broadest amount of responsibility. In an office building, there is very little that you're going to be responsible for um, that, that can happen outside those four walls. In industrial, the landlord and tenant both share, I think, a pretty much equal responsibility on what damage, who's responsible if damage occurs. And retail, I think it's slightly more on the tenant side. They're going to hold you responsible for making sure the outside is swept, making sure that your signage and your anything on the outside is working up to par and not a detriment to the look and vibe of the space. So I hope this information was helpful to you. And I... So I hope this information was helpful to you and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much.